You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to another episode of Crime of the Mitten. We're your hosts, Shelby and Alia. What better way to gush about crimes without raising eyebrows than to start a podcast on crimes committed in our home state, Michigan? From mysterious missing cases to gruesome murders that left police struggling to stay on the scene, we're giving you the complete insight on what's going on in our mitten state. If you need to satisfy your hunger for true crime cases as much as we do, tune in every Sunday for your weekly dose of mitten crimes. Hey, true crime lovers and lovettes. That's something new. I don't think lovette is really even a word, <laughs> but it made you laugh. <laughs> Welcome to the month of love. We wanted to do something special because, I mean, come on, it's the month of love. People ask us all the time, how do we distress after doing so much research on these cases? And we're going to share some of those self-care tips in the beginning of each episode this month. We can't have you guys thinking we're just robots out here and that uh-huh. some cases we don't co- uh, cover keep us up at night. Yeah, it's creepy. They're they're really creepy, especially when I write transcripts. I'm always freaked out. I always hear all the extra research, and then you're typing everything that you just found. It's like, oh, how do I go to sleep now? Yeah, no, I had nightmares last night due to this case that we're going to talk about today. (laughs) So we need days that we can just focus on ourselves, and that leads me to my first self care tip of the month. And I totally this was brilliant. (laughs) Taking time off away from work. Because who doesn't like doing that? Plan time off is literally becoming my best friend. And I've already planned three afternoons off for this month alone. And I'm thinking about planning two more. (laughs) Sometimes the weekend or whatever your off day isn't enough. And planning days throughout the month can help you from feeling burnt out. And honestly, it gives you something to look forward to, like a holiday. Like we're like, Uh oh, yeah, three-day weekend. So try scheduling a couple days from away from work this month and see how it goes for you. And it never hurts to try. So I said, hey, Shelby, what's your tip this week so I don't pick the same thing? She was like, oh, just take a self-care day. Like, Shelby, we're giving self-care tips. And you said, take self-care day. Take the whole day off. <laughs> Why just do one so, tip when you can do a whole day? <laughs> yeah, so on that day off, what I like to do if I have a day off is a detox bath. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, I mean, it make, it's hot and... It takes a lot to survive a detox bath, but in the end, it's honestly worth it. It does leave you feeling woozy for like a couple hours, but it's just because your body's emptied out. So during a detox bath, you do, it's recommended to drink like a lot of water while you're Mm. in the bath, a lot like cold water while you're in the bath. See, I would have never knew that. I'd just been in the tub like, ooh. you would have died. I would have (laughs) died. You would have got out and passed out. Right. But yeah, a detox bath, maybe like a face mask. I have a whole like cabinet full of all my facial stuff. You turned me on a face mask. The what the we went we haven't been to Whole Foods. Foods. Yeah, Whole Foods in a while. But the first first time we went, yeah, she bought me like convinced me to get. Well, not even convinced. I was like, ooh, I'll try this one. Oh, I'll try this one. And then on top of like the five I picked out, she was like, yeah, you should get these three too. (laughs) Yeah, I have like. There's a silicone face brush because I couldn't keep my, like, the actual face brush. I couldn't really keep it clean. Mm-hmm. So I got a silicone face brush, and it's, like, amazing, along with, like, a face vacuum. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, sounds, that sounds lit, a face it's vacuum. Amazing. That sounds like it gets the job done. It does. Oh, I got yeah, to try that then. So yes, a couple things you can do on your, on your self-care day. Don't 
don't, please don't do a detox bath and then try to go somewhere. Like you have to, you have to sit and let it really, really take place or like really activate or whatever it is. Cause you will be extremely dizzy. The water helps, but not much. You have to nap or rest mm. after a detox bath. Oh boy. See, I can honestly do that. I always take a nap after a bath anyway. So, I mean, I'm already doing one of the steps. <laughs> okay. So this case took me longer than usual to finish, like cutting it close to the deadline kind of vibes. Like <laughs> I finished the transcript Thursday night, tweaked oh, it that, Friday. Me. I finished on Friday. <laughs> yeah, I tweaked it Friday. I finished I added, all of mine on Friday. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, I got to go back on a website and tweak it a little more because mm-hmm. I was like, I added more information to it. But hey, most of my research came from watching hours and hours of the trial since I really didn't know where to start my research on this case. Mm-hmm. And when I wasn't watching a trial, I was looking up articles trying to get as much information as possible for you all. I wasn't even able to find a podcast that talked about this before. So, so I felt like, like I, yeah, no help. no help at all. And I also felt like I had to bring my A game on this and not to mess it up. <laughs> now, with that being said, let's get into our episode. Often in a true crime world, we focus on a killer more than the victims. And I admit I've done this a few times in yeah. some of the cases that I've done. And I mean, like, it's not like it's intentional. It's just like sometimes we're just so intrigued in like the mind of like, what made you do that? That we, yeah, that we forget like, oh, there were victims in this Mm -hmm. too. So I felt like it was my duty to make sure I really emphasized on how amazing Ashley Young was and how she was a sunshine to everyone in her life. I feel like it's my duty because Jared Chance did everything he could to strip Ashley of her identity. Ashley's mom, Christine, was told that she couldn't have kids at the age of 18. So you can only imagine how she felt when she realized realized that she was was pregnant with Ashley, her little angel. Ashley was described as a ray of sunshine and just a positive force in people's lives. She would hide little notes for her friends. And I read that her favorite saying was, if I brought you a smile, would you wear it? Which I think that is so (laughs) cute. It is so cute. (laughs) She was just simply an amazing person. She brought a smile to anyone that crossed her path and had a beautiful outlook on life. At the age of 31, Ashley lived in Kalamazoo and worked at a call center for a bank and was also attending a local community college at the time. Ashley literally saw the best in everyone, even when they didn't even see the best in themselves, including Jared Chance. Ashley was supposed to be signing a lease to her new place with her mom, um, Christine Young. She was going to co-sign for it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's lit. Like, you know, moving into your, like, signing a lease and stuff like that. That's a really happy time in your life because you're like, I'm on my own. Like, it just feels good. (laughs) When Ashley didn't show up, her mom grew worried, especially when she couldn't get in contact with her. Ashley and Christine had a relationship so close that they talked to each other just about every day. So being the mother that she is, she jumped straight into FBI mode, as she should. Right. She calls Ashley's friend to see if they've heard from her, and eventually she finds out that Ashley had gone to visit Jared last on November 29th, 2018. Christine contacts Jared through Facebook with the following message. Hello, Jared. My name is Christine Young. I am looking for my daughter. She was last with you. Is she with you now? She needs to contact me. Tell her I'm going to contact the police and do a missing person, which honestly... That's I'm that's the extremes I'm jumping to like. But I wouldn't tell the person that. Yeah, that that's she was true. Last week, like, hey, I'm going to the police. I probably wouldn't have did. I wouldn't have done that. But to contact the person, yeah, yeah, definitely to reach out to the person. But no, I definitely get what you mean by like not telling them that because then that le- that opens a door for them to be like, oh crap, like I gotta start doing gotta something. Clean everything up now, right? 
So Jared then responds back to Christine that Ashley had left her phone at Mulligan's, a bar that they had went to, and that she was going to pick it up when she was on her way to her mom. Jared then began to pretty much play mind games with Christine, giving her hope that her daughter would eventually show up when he really knew where Ashley was. He told her things like, don't worry, I just talked to Ashley, she's fine. And he still didn't tell her to call me. Why yeah. can't she use your phone? She's call- if she's talking to you, why can't she, she can talk-, talk to her Yeah, mother. exactly. Pretty sure you know your mother's phone number by heart. You don't need your phone. Oh, to get for sure. You ju- you're supposed to. You, like... <laughs> Like if you know, and then the thing is, even if she, if you don't you know can, your mom's number by heart, she's contacting. Facebook yeah, and that's what I'm saying. If she's contacting, you can through talk fa- like phone and video yes. chat on Facebook. Yes, so and you don't even need the, the face. You turns out you don't even need Facebook to use the messenger app. No, I never knew that. Yeah. So he even tried to drag his friend Demetrius into it and said that Ashley was actually with him and gave Christine his friend's number. Some friend he is. Jared then got peed off when his friend didn't want to go along with the lie and told him to delete all the messages and that you just pretty much messed me up. So, like, that was a suspicious on his own. Jared even told Christine that he had went uh, that they had went back to Mulligan's Thursday night when security cameras actually caught him buying suspicious products at a liquor store called Miss Tracy's. Yeah. Like, ridiculous. Just, he's literally just lying and just lie. What's the point? Yeah. When there's proof. Right. And at one point, Jared even told Christine that he would never do anything to harm Ashley and that she was safe with him. With Jared mm-hmm. taking her on a wild goose chase, goose chase, Christine does the right thing and files a missing person report. Because who got time to sit here and play these games when she's trying to find out where her child is her child. and if she's safe? So I'm going to rewind the story back just to a few days before Ashley went missing. Mario Nelson, who was Jared's neighbor, had a little smoke session with Jared. And trust me, this is definitely relevant to the case and worth talking about. During the session, Mario said that Jared had been drinking and you can tell that he was already buzzed, like mm-hmm. filling, his, filling his liquor. He told Mario that his dad was in the Irish mob and that he knew how to clean up a body if needed. He kept what? Yeah. Th- this is just like, like, like random, like smoke session talk i guess i don't know I, I don't think so he kept going on and on about how much of a bad boy he was jared also didn't care for mario's girlfriend at the time and told mario that he would have much more money if he would just get rid of his girlfriend what? and yeah pretty much like you should just drop the girlfriend and watch how your life gets better <laughs> like so much so much saving so much savings i guess like honestly first off so not true <laughs> we'll start there so he um, also emphasized that he knew how to get rid of someone as well. Jared also had a gun on a table sitting between him and Mario, and frequently he would touch the gun throughout the conversation, making Mario very uncomfortable. Days later, Jared, um, and when they went to court and on, like when they were, t- um, when Mario was testifying, he couldn't say like exactly when, like he couldn't remember the dates because it was some time before the trial started from when the actual murder took when, place when, too. Yeah, so he wasn't really sure. Sense of the days so a days later jared knocks on mario's door and asks for help with ashley's car he said that he had uh, that she had locked her keys in the car and that he needed help opening the door jared suggested that mario climbs through the trunk and open the back door because he was smaller than jared and that he would fit although when i kind of looked at when i was looking at them on the camera i don't I know the camera adds like 10 pounds supposedly <laughs> but it seemed like jared was smaller than mario in my opinion but I don't know. I didn't That's see them. Sta- go yeah, with. I didn't see them standing up, but he didn't see anything wrong with it. So he just 
ended up opening the door and went back inside without seeing what Jared did next with the car. While on the stand, though, you can tell that Mario really regretted doing that for him, though, because he didn't know what he was eating in until mm-hmm. after the fact when all this stuff is coming down. He's like, wow, like, did I play a part in this somehow? Like, what, like, Basically. maybe I should have just like, no, nah, you got this on your own type stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's a pretty crappy feeling to make somebody else go through. Like, yeah, you did this on your own, but you're dragging, you're dragging people, people into, into this. It, especially people who don't want to be a part or that had no idea what they were doing. At all. Exactly. So December 2nd comes along, and Mario, along with his girlfriend, notices this really foul smell coming from the basement. He had last seen Jared the day before. So Mario went into the basement, but it was too dark, so he went back up the stairs to open the door to let some light in. On his way back down the stairs, he seen a tarp big enough to cover a car on the floor. Like, right, it was on the first, second stair, kind of, so like, kind of on the stairs, kind of hanging off into the basement floor. He runs upstairs immediately and tells his girlfriend to call the police. He also mentioned in the 911 call that the last time he talked to Jared, he stated that someone was looking for him. And if anyone asked where he was, tell him that he haven't seen him. So at first, like, you know, I had a neighbor that was like that a little bit. Like, if my boyfriend come over here, just tell me you haven't seen me. If, like, we're walking that's in together, different. that's different. But now all this stuff, you're talking about I'm helping you break in, like, technically break into her car. It's a foul smell. No, this is start, start, starting to sound really suspicious now. It's not just the... I don't feel like talking to this person, so I'm not around. You're hiding. Yeah. No, you're in hiding. Like, just call it what it is. The girlfriend noted that the washer and dryer was blocking the door to the basement, and that wasn't really normal. So that kind of looked out of place. Why is the washer and dryer in front of the door? See, it's just, it's, like, a lot of stuff is just like, why? That doesn't even make sense. But a lot of stuff doesn't make sense with this guy. So the building seemed to have like a sewer smell to it. But on Friday, they said that it turned more into like a burning smell. And they were like, they didn't like they didn't know the extreme of the smell because they were trying like they were smelling it. So they probably mm-hmm. thought like maybe something came up in the basement or something. So they were like b- burning like candles and stuff like that, trying to Makes cover sense. up the scent. So it wasn't as intense as like, you know, it, like they were trying to mask it pretty much. Sergeant Craig was called to the house to check on something suspicious, and he really didn't know what to expect. They just told him, like, we got a call. That's kind of strange. You go check it out. As soon as he hits the basement, though, he was hit with the smell of decomposition and death. Once he had seen skin uncovered from the tarp, he cleared the scene and blocked the the basement off. When the crime scene tech arrived, she made more discoveries. She found a .22 caliber gun cartridges on the top of the furnace and there was also a saw blade with um, blood on it a bag of garbage was found and inside of it were latex gloves another saw another saw blade he has so many saw blades in this case plastic wrap roll with blood on the box paper towel with blood on it and pants with blood on the front of it he didn't get rid of nothing it's just a bloody mess literally he kept everything yeah he did so when they finally looked at the tar- um looked what was in the tarp, they mm-hmm. found her torso. So he really he kept everything. Everything pretty much. Just right there for yeah. them to see. Pretty much. And it gets worse. Like it you would think that like he's just careless in the basement. He was careless everywhere. everywhere. The building was cleared downstairs when the arrest was made. So they got Mario and his girlfriend now, and I think it was just like a two family flat, so it was just kind of those two occupants there. The police called out to the bottom of the stairs for Jared to come out, but there was no answer. They then used an air horn to get him out. Police then noticed a pair of women's black boots on the landing of the stairs. He came to the door looking as if he he was just awakened from a nap, just peacefully sleeping. 
He didn't put up a fight. He just simply complied with the police and let them take him in. The evidence for this case was at an abundance. Like, there was so much. There was a black garbage bag, Leah, on the stair landing, and inside the bag were limbs. So this man kept everything. Everything, just about. Just about. So in the bag were arms with no hands and legs with no feet. The feet, hands, and head were never found. And to this day, they still have never been recovered. There was a purple tote, and inside was more plastic wrap, prescription bottles, shoes, and shower curtain rings. There were also three blood stains on the south landing hall walls. There was also a fan box on the landing, and inside of that were black trash, ba- trash bags, duct tape, a wet green blanket with blood on it, fitted sheets with blood on it, a pair of women's jeans, panties, and a black shirt with blood on it. When was trash day? I don't even know. And I feel like trash day is normally at the end of the week everywhere, right? And this yeah. all kind of took place end of the week. So he can't, he had, no, he had time to put it in the garbage. It was just sitting there. Like, oh, I'll take that out eventually. 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 So in the kitchen of Jared's home, the floor was clean except for this discoloration spot in the middle of the floor. Like they said, the kitchen floor was sparkling until they got like into this, except for this big spot in the middle, which was tested for blood. Dishes piled in the sink with the Ajax powder dumped all over them. Empty alcohol containers filled the counter space. Then, in the bathroom, there was toilet paper with blood on it walled up in the toilet. The toilet actually actually wasn't even working, which is why they kind of drew their attention to it. Mm-hmm. And police ended up finding a knife shoved, like, jammed inside the um, the toilet. So that's why the toilet wasn't working. Yeah, so they were like, there was no water in the toilet bowl. Toilet bowl. Because that's not suspicious at all, because that's... Who's not going to go look in an empty, completely empty toilet? Toilets aren't empty. That's nasty. <laughs> so, pants with blood on them were also found on the floor as well. All this stuff just lying around like he didn't just commit this heinous crime. Like, it literally just right. looked like... He was just chilling. He just, like, he did it, and it was like, all right, I time to carry that. on life. Yeah! So, he was also seen on cameras buying items such as garbage bags and ammonia. There were receipts on file at the trial confirming these purchases as well. Like, when I say, like, they had receipts for days, like, they had, and I'm not just talking about, like, actual receipts. I'm talking about, like, evidence evidence out of this world on him. Jared also disposed of some of the things in the dumpsters at the liquor store Tracy's I was telling you about, Miss Tracy's. Mm -hmm. Police found a black and white bag stuffed into an orange bag. Like orange is a you know is a, a color you can hide, right? Inside That's the bag, it's so easy to hide. It's so easy, Leah. Inside the bag were a pair of jeans with blood on the left knee, blue latex gloves, a purse, and inside the purse was Ashley's driver's license, her school ID, along with seven over-the-counter prescription bottles with her, with name, her name on, them. on them. Yeah, the evidence was just so much that it's sick that Jared even thought that he could stand a chance at trial. Jared's parents also were charged with accessory to murder. They picked him up and drove him back to Holland where they lived. With Jared, he had a box of body parts, a saw, and cleaning products that he and his brother Conrad uh, loaded into the car, into their uh, parents' car. So you don't know? You can't smell that? So once at the home in Holland... Jared took one of the boxes and threw whatever the box contained into a fire pit as soon as he got there. Because that's not suspicious alone. Like, hey, you just going to burn up all your stuff? 
Yeah, like as soon yeah, as you get there, cool. like, where's the fire pit? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just, everything just looks suspicious with this guy. Jared's brother, Conrad, testified that Jared had confessed to him what he had done to Ashley that night. And that the next morning at the dining table, he confessed to his parents as well what he did. His father, James, who wasn't really in the Irish mob, he was a retired police officer. <laughs> yeah, just flexing. Said that he took Jared to the Grand Rapids police, but they didn't they didn't arrest him. So you escorted him to the police station. You weren't going to call and say, hey, can you know, I need help. You just, all right, son, let's go get in the car. Yeah. So they they were saying like they were at the dining room table that morning crying about it like, oh you know what you have to do now and stuff like that. But it was just like, especially in the end when the parents didn't even cooperate with the police as much. So it was like you guys like this story looks like BS. Of oh we what was the point of any of that? I don't know. So Jared was offered a plea deal of 31 years if he just told Ashley's family where the remainder of her body was. That's all they really wanted to know was, like, mm-hmm. let's lay her to rest, like, properly. And do you know he turned it down and wanted to take it to trial? Because you don't have all this evidence lined up against you right now. <laughs> just, you're just going to be gone for your whole life. Thank you. Like, 31 years compared to we already know what first-degree murder charge is. That's that's life in that's prison. Life. That's life off back. So it's like— what? So he ended up with a pretty crappy lawyer, but then again, Jared never stood a chance in court. Anyway, anyway, what, they have everything. Yeah, they know it's her because her license, her ID, and prescriptions were in her purse. Ex- over the counter prescriptions. So it was not even like you know, like <laughs> not just this was. Oh, I went to CVS and picked picked up something. Like, like no, this was literally to her. So over 200 pieces of evidence was shown, and anyone involved in this case was brought to the stand, including the bartender that served them the drinks when they went out that night. Like, this prosecutor was not—the prosecuting uh, attorney was not playing with this case. He oh. called everyone on stand. Okay, he didn't need all of that. They he, got everything they need to write And there. he really didn't, but it was just like, nah, you want to go to trial, let's take this to trial. And I'm about to—we about, to, we about to discuss this. We about to put everything on the table at this point because— for one, this is the fact that you wouldn't even take this to trial is disrespectful. Like that that's disrespectful to the family. Right. You know what you did. So the judge even made a comment towards the end that it seemed as if Jared got off in hearing these testimonies. Like he was reliving this all over again. He was excited. Yeah, like you didn't see any remorse on his face. The jury took three hours deliberating before coming to a decision. After a five day trial, he was sentenced to 100 to 200 years in prison, exceeding oh. the sentencing guidelines. The judge said that this was a this crime was just too heinous. He lacked remorse, and all the lying he did to Christine in the beginning was just plain wrong and disgusting. It was. It was. Why you, you tell his mom all this stuff, thinking like, "Oh, she'll be home in a couple hours." Yeah, I'll have her to call you in a few minutes. She's fine. If anything, I would have. Not even, I don't even want to use the word respected, but like if you just didn't respond to the message at all, you play with this woman's emotions. You got off on tormenting this woman after you already knew what you did to her daughter. So the judge wanted to make sure that Jared was not eligible for parole until he was 130. (laughs) Period. Sign, seal, deliver. You're not getting out that boy at all by any means. Like don't try no stunts. So Christine Young is still looking for closure, and she deserves it. 
If anyone has any information on where the remainder of Ashley Young is, please contact the Silent Observer, which is an anonymous tip line. The number is 616-774-2345. No one deserves to go through anything like this, and all her all she has remaining of her daughter is a box of ashes, which she actually brought when she um they allowed her to speak at the trial. Mm-hmm. She brought the ashes there while she, and, and had them in the courtroom as she was talking to Jared. But as she should, what? though, like... I would have did the exact what same the thing. Then there's um like on a website I have pictures um and it's towards the end of the article. Her family, her like Ashley support squad came deep and they all had shirts saying justice for Ashley. Like you are not what just going not to going get, get off like this. Like that's not okay. We hope that one day that she is given that closure. The number is posted on our website along with more pictures from this case and um, references. And you guys know all that. Like, it's mm-hmm. normally all yeah. on our thing. But, yeah, this case literally took so long for me to finish for some reason. But it was just, like, so – it was, like – it was it was hard to, like, stay focused, especially because I was watching the trial. Mm-hmm. And, Leah, it was hours of it. Honestly, the whole point – the whole part of the trial pretty much was just the evidence that they was showing. The evidence. Yeah, like, cause what else is there to over two hundred pieces he of evidence. No, he has no way of defending himself from that. You don't. And then which really made me mad was his defense attorney was making comments like, Well, nobody else's DNA was tested. Like they really wanted to try to put shift the blame to the neighbors downstairs. Wow. And so the prosecutor was like, We tested for Ashley's blood, uh DNA because that's who you was the name that that that's who was murdered. That's whose blood was shed. So everything pointed back to Jared anyway. It all this stuff in your house, like at your parents' house. They even found other pieces of evidence at his family's house with blood on it, with Ashley's blood on it. So how did that get there? If it was the if it could have been the neighbor, the neighbors. How did he get to his parents' house? Right. It that none of it made sense. Like it just this whole case altogether was just kind of like. It was just like because this was an open and shut. This sh- it didn't have to go to trial because it was like you. We already knew you did it. Basically. At least the least you could do was finally own up to it. Like it's literally the least that you mm-hmm. could do. So I'm like, I don't even, I don't, I don't get it. Like that, it really, it really, just kind of just case altogether just threw me because it was you just like. It was a really messed up person. And then the fact that literally, Leah, when I was, I was even, when I was watching the trial and I kept looking at him, he didn't bat a, like a bat an eyelash at this stuff. Like he, he just showed no remorse. Like right. it was sad, like just watching this. And I was disgusted with him. Like I'm like, honestly, I'm proud that her support system wasn't like throwing stuff at the back <laughs> of his head. Cause that's the kind of, <laughs> that's how I felt. Like I was pretty upset. Like. I wanted to I wanted to throw something through the camera and I think that's why it took me so long because I needed so many of these self-care days to like step back from this case and be like okay you because have to. yeah because I was like this this makes no sense like and then the thing is why won't you tell them where you put the rest well, of her body at or yeah. like what you did with her like all this stuff, it is. And people even said that he was, like, they known him to be, like, short-tempered and stuff like that prior to this. And he was just, like, a wild person. And it's like, her friend, Ashley's friends even told her, like, you should really stop hanging out with that guy. Because, like, Ashley, from the way Ashley was, was Ashley was described, like she was she was sweet, too beautiful of a soul to deal with someone 
of the likes of Jared Chance. So it's only the only thing from this that made me sleep at night was the fact that he's in prison right now. Yeah. That's it. No, no, he's he's taken care of. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's been taken care of. All right. Cuz you you're a sick man. You are. You really are. And then like the pictures of Ashley, she just I didn't see a picture of her frowning and things like that. Like she was just a happy person. So how could you do something like that to someone? Don't know. And I'm like, I don't think we'll ever understand because we have common sense. Um, We're good people, Leah. (laughs) We know right from wrong. I can't see myself even thinking about stuff like that. I know. Like, and the thing is from what Mario was saying, it was just like, kind of like he was kind of prepping himself for this kind of like the conversations he was having with him and stuff. Like, like he knew that he was going to do this to her or to someone like if it wasn't Ashley Young it, it would have been someone eventually. yeah and that's what Ashley mom was saying like she's just glad that he is off the streets that he can never put no one else's child through this again mm-hmm. and I I, don't, I'm, I feel her 100% so yeah that is the death of Ashley Young I really just wanted to emphasize that Ashley like the good person that she was though, because the fact that you the things that you did to her body and it was clear that you you got rid of her hands and her feet and her head so that they won't be able to determine how exactly she died or fingerprints, fingerprints or seeing get, her face exactly because it, it took the mom B- blood yeah you DNA is purse DNA <laughs> so and, they don't need fingerprints or they don't need to see her face to know it's her when you still have the entire body you have everything with blood all over her purse with her her name purse her it. clothes. Her like like you don't think her mom knew what kind of clothes she had right, and then that was like really sad too because it was just like you could tell that he got off on this kind of stuff like holding this information because what's the name um her mom filed the missing person report then when that one nine one one call from Mario and them they had to still determine if that was Ashley and stuff like that so it was a time period where it was like yeah we just got a call about this dismembered body. Ashley's mom instantly knew that this is my daughter that they're talking about. But it took forever. Instead of Jared just coming right out and being like, I did what I did. It took longer, this like making it official. Like, okay, yes, this is her. That that's messed up. He should have just said, or like you said, don't respond. Don't respond at all. Like you got off playing with that woman's head. And I'm, I, I send my condolences to that entire family. Like I, I couldn't imagine going through this like this this entire trial this sitting there looking at the person that took your daughter's life away with no remorse like he's just sitting there chilling like like this is just another day in court like this wasn't his court case that's how he was sitting in there like this wasn't for him like he was a like an an audience so yeah let me get off of that because literally i feel myself getting worked (laughs) up i'm getting worked up all over again and i'm not i'm not trying to take it there this saturday (laughs) but yeah so let's go into the about us. And I guess it's my turn to read it off, isn't it? Yep. I've been putting this off for weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm literally picking the first one that I see. And you know what? I kind of don't want to do that one because we kind of just told you guys our self-care. And it was like, what do you got? What do you do oh, after a yeah. long work day and stuff? So we kind of just told you what we did for that. All right. So the one I'm going to pick is Aaliyah's finally sending me ones that are lower than 3,000. <laughs> well, 2,000. Turn up. This one is number 279. Who texts you the most and why? 
You want to answer that one first? It doesn't matter. Go for it, bud. All right. I guess I'll answer. Um, Who texts? Is it who texts me the most? Or who do I text the most? Who texts me the most? Yeah. Um, To be honest, people don't really like me. <laughs> they don't really mess with me or whatever. But the most, I would say, is my boyfriend. He texts me Same. the most. And then, and then, like after you, well, after him, it's definitely you because we That's what talk. We, just, we have to talk constantly. We, we do. We talk personal, and then we talk business, and so it's yeah. My boyfriend definitely texts oh, me all the time. Literally the same order. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which shows how much of a social life we have, or not, or it shows that people don't check up on us enough. Holy, <laughs> we do true crime for crying out loud. You should check up on us. Hey, your friends that are into true crime, check on them. They're not doing so hot. You heard how I just got worked up over this case. <laughs> but yeah, it's so literally, it's, it's the same order for me. I literally had to check because I'm like, I don't want to say the wrong answer. I can tell you who I talk to on the phone the most. Like who calls to check on me on like on the phone? My grandma and my dad. Say your grandma. My grandma all the time. <laughs> that grandma's like amazing. Like she calls me every day. Like I haven't heard from you, and I'm like grandma. She talk to you through lift rides and everything. Through everything, like even to the point where she'd be like, "We'll be, I'll be meeting Leah at Starbucks," and she'll be like, "Is Leah there yet?" And I'm like, "No, she's here. Trust me, I can get off the phone now. I'm good." Like my grandma is. And definitely... then I have to say hi so she knows that I'm actually there. Yes, and now Dre is picking up on that, and it's like I don't think Leah just walked in. That was too quick, and I'm like, "No, she, Leah, say hi." So I'm always proving myself to people because they think <laughs> they think I'm always trying to run game. <laughs> but yeah, who calls you the most? Calls? Yeah. Hmm. I guess my mom. My mom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. It's my mom. <laughs> you know what? That's that's legit. Hmm. That's legit too. As she should. He is mostly calling to see if I'm getting off work on time. You know, secondly, my dad does. But normally my dad guilt trips me when he calls me and he's like, hey. Have, like yesterday he called me. He's like, hey, I've been sick all day and you haven't talked to me. And then you know what, though? Because normally I'd be like, dad, da, 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 da. This time I was like, you're right. I should have called you. And he didn't know what to say. It stumped him for a second. He was like, yeah, because you should have called. And I was like, okay, pimping. Slow that back. Back that up a little bit. <laughs> But, yeah. I know my friend calls a lot so she can show me what weird thing her kid is doing at the moment. And that's <laughs> He's two. He does a lot of weird things. I would do the same. Two-year-old little boy, he does a lot of weird things. Yeah. Oh, and also, you guys, so we should tell you guys more often, keep sending in suggestions Yeah. to our website. Or even if you can't make it on the website sometimes, you should just let us know. We we can take we – can, we, we, we do a pretty much good job of, like – Retaining responding. information and responding. We do. As long as I write it down. If I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember. <laughs> yeah, that's true. If I don't write it down, I'm not going to remember. So I'm, I think we should end this episode because I th- I don't know if the microphone is picking up on my stomach growling. Can you hear it? <laughs> no. Okay, just making sure. Well, now everybody knows that my stomach is growling. I also don't wear both headphones, so I don't know. Yeah, Aaliyah always does hairstyles that she can only wear one of her headphones over her ear. <laughs> And then I have to be able to hear other things. I don't like like noise canceling stuff. I have yeah. to be able to hear the door opening. No, I don't. I don't care. I need to hear. I, I don't. I don't want to hear nothing. I need some of these headphones for at home. <laughs> <laughs> I really do. Oh, excuse me. But yeah, I I really hope that is not picking up on my stomach growling because it just it really just roared that last, and I'm like, ooh, okay, let's wrap this up now. 
Okay. Thank you for listening to Crime in the Mint. You can find the transcript, pictures we've discussed, and the links to all of our references on our website at www.crimeinthemitten.com. There you can also find the links to our social media. If you have a case you'd like us to discuss, go to the go to the contact us page of the website and leave a suggestion. Each month we'll choose one of one suggestion for an episode.